What really even is love? What does it mean to love? I feel that love really is the foundation of us as human beings. Christina here with Nina's Journey. Each week, we're going to hang out and walk through a topic that's going to light our soul on fire. Together, we're going to unpack past experiences, talk through feelings, and so much more. Together on this podcast, we will learn to love, live, and grow. Because I believe when we learn to love openly, we will begin to live with vulnerability. And ultimately, that is when we grow. Hi friends, welcome back to episode three of Nina's Journey. And before we get started, I just wanted to first apologize that I am late by a day. I had to extend a little bit of grace towards myself. We had a unexpected um, death in the family. And I'll say that over the course of the last week, I have been dealing with feelings of grief and various other aspects of personal and, and work and things like that. So I decided to take a moment, just kind of breathe and revisit my content with a clearer head and extend this by a day to make sure that it it was what I intended it to be, to make sure this content is what I had hoped to bring to you um, versus it feeling rushed or not authentic. So please forgive me. I will continue to try and get things published on Wednesdays at 7 as normally expected. So here we are, week three, and this week I was going to start to step into the title of the podcast itself. I have Nina's Journey, Learning to Love, Live, and Grow. And those are strategically selected words for my title. It is sort of on the theory of we must crawl before we walk and we must walk before we run. I really believe that to get to a a state of growth, we must first learn to love openly. And to love openly, it always starts within. Once we talk about how to love openly, then we can go into living and living with full potential. And from there, as you start to embrace life to its fullest, that's where the magic happens. And then growth just follows suit. So what is love? What does it mean to love? Love is a thing that we as human beings long for as much as it is as an action that we do. Before I shared my definition, I thought I would share a definition objectively. And the best way that I know how to do that is to pull out the trusty Webster Dictionary. And by that, I kind of went into Google and found the online version of it. So did you know that there's like 13-ish sub-definitions of love? There's like eight or nine to define it as a noun, and then like four or so to define it as an action. I went through them all and I wanted to share my favorites or those sub-definitions that really spoke to me as I was pulling together my definition of love and what I believe love is and how to get to a place where love is fulfilling that vulnerable piece of who we are. So per the Webster Dictionary, And those definitions that stuck out to me the most were a strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. 
affection based on admiration, benevolence, or common interest. Warm attachment, enthusiasm, or devotion. Unselfish, loyal, and benevolent, concern for the good of another. And then for verb definitions, I picked, or what meant the most, was to hold dear, cherish, to like or desire actively and take pleasure in, to thrive in. Now, I don't know about you. I don't go around carrying a dictionary with me or whipping out Google when I'm trying to define things from an emotional standpoint. But I use this to bring context to that like black and white objective kind of view of love. I mean, that is one way that we could look at it. However, for me, when I'm looking at defining something, my approach really is by reflection. It's by looking in and I ask myself, what does it feel like or what does it look like for me? And ultimately, that's what love has to be. It has to be defined internally by us as individuals. Now you will see as we get to the end of this that interestingly enough, some of those words, keywords within those objective definitions in the dictionary, we ultimately see that as I, as I carry through and talk about defining love and learning how to define love, the key will be is external versus internal in how those are approached. And you're like, but how does that happen? As people, our journey with love in understanding love in receiving love in defining love, it all really begins in those foundational years as children. In my primitive years, I was exposed to the dichotomy of what my parents had defined as a love they wanted us kids to feel and experience from them in comparison to the experience of what they knew to be as a feeling absent of soft, vulnerable love. What did that look like? I remember as a young child, they always said, I love you. They always hugged us, especially before bed. We never left the barn to head into the house without a hug. Then as the years transpired, my parents, they did not remain married. I was about 10 years old. And my world, as I knew it, just shattered. I was confused. I was hurting. I had loyalties that I had created tension for as I thought I was needing to honor them. I was fighting for this life that I had. As a child, that's a big undertaking. Here's where we reinsert that dichotomy of the love that I longed for as a human being. A love my parents truly extended daily to a confusing sense of love, where I truly wanted nothing more than to please and to make proud. I want to be clear. My parents were good parents. I'm very close with them today, now as adults. I have four parents. My parents both remarried, so I feel very lucky and blessed in all that I have surrounding me now as an adult. However, as all humans, they were not perfect, my mom and dad. On the outside looking in, as I reflect and go through these memories, I feel 
that they were not equipped to handle emotions effectively as they only knew what their child had prepared them for. And they had married young. They were trying to figure themselves out and how they fit together as well as individuals in this world and then raise three babies on top of it. It didn't work. And that's okay. I can see that now. As a 10-year-old kid in those eight years getting to adulthood, I didn't see it then. And it wasn't pretty. But I don't dwell on it from a negative aspect. I use that as leverage to know and take all of the goodness and the pieces that they had and learn from the pieces that weren't so good. Again, during that that trying time, it impacted me in a way where it had been handed down from a generation previous to thrive and be thirsty for acceptance. All I ever wanted was to make them proud. I wanted to feel accepted for who I was, which that's what I thought love was. And that carried into my adulthood and I continued on this path of seeking to feel accepted as well as trying to find validation from external sources. I chased love in all the wrong areas. Let's just be clear. I'm aware of that and I've come to terms with that. You heard my letter to myself. I played that stupid song from Beyonce, put a ring on it, four times. I married three times. And I dealt with feelings of not being deserving. And and that is for later episodes down the road. But ultimately, I was looking for that protector, that love where it told me that I was everything, that I deserved the world. And while that's true, as much as it is for me, it is for you, but not by others. We really need to channel that from within. It wasn't until I started to take an inventory of my behaviors where I sat down and started to thread pieces together and and see trends in my reactions to certain words or experiences that I realized I was loving or at least what I thought was loving unconditionally in all the right ways. But I was not treating myself the same way. I would look in the mirror and I'd be just disgusted, even ashamed by all of my flaws, by all of my failures. And in what I would do, I would tell others not to be so harsh on themselves. I would point out all of the beautiful things about them. And I would share with them their strengths to, to show them what they learned from something that didn't go as expected. I would sign up for everything. I would say yes to requests. I would keep promises to others. But I would ultimately line up excuses for myself day in and day out. See, the reality is when I asked myself if I was a friend to me and if I would stay friends with me, that answer crushed me because I said no. And that is when I said enough. That really is when it changed. That really is when I learned what love was and what it should be. And friends, that really was only about two years ago. When I stopped and treated myself like I would my husband, my children, my friends, my family, I realized for years I really was actually searching for myself. The answers had always been within. 
in my own heart. Recently, my daughter, she came up to me and she says, Mom, did you know that you will never be able to see yourself in this world as others see you? And she paused. And then she said, we as people can only see ourselves in the mirror. Profound from a 13-year-old. Awesome, right? It reminds me of something I had read recently, and that was butterflies cannot see their wings. They can't see how truly beautiful they are, but everyone else can. This is really where we as people need to leverage the power of our brains. See, we manifest it. When you talk to yourself in a certain tone, you generate those underlying feelings within. We need to be seeing ourselves differently. We need to look in the mirror and actually visualize ourselves in front of our partner, uh, in front of our children, in front of our friends. We need to see what they see. And I guarantee you when you do that, you will feel so differently about that reflection in the mirror. And that's what I did. I started to see myself in a way that others did. I didn't believe it at first. And it takes some time and patience and training. But be still. Stay the course. Keep your promises to yourself. What I did was I started to talk to myself in a way that was positive and empowering. I am beautiful. I am strong. And strong is beautiful. I am a warrior. I am fearless. I am encouraging to myself and others. I took time to sit and be still with my feelings from my past, whether it was my poor choices, heartache, bad decisions, etc. All of it. And I no longer held on to this idea of defined failure. I was simply a human being living life. I accepted myself in all of those scars. Instead of viewing a failure, I decided to start to look at the moments after that. And what did I do after that? That's what defines who I am as a human being. I figured it out. I learned. I grew. The moment that I fell doesn't define me. It's the moment after that does. I accepted myself. I forgave myself. I let it all melt. And that's when I truly started this relationship with myself and this love within so here's the deal. As the water rises in the harbor, all the boats rise too. They tell you on an airplane, put your mask on first before you help someone else with theirs. It's true. When I was able to sit with myself, I became secure inside and I could be vulnerable with myself. When I was vulnerable with myself, I was able to be very authentic uncomfortable being vulnerable with those around me. And all of a sudden, love just felt so differently. It felt real. My relationships changed. They grew. I used my voice in impactful ways. My love inwardly truly changed my love outwardly. And that's what I mean. To love openly truly starts within if you want to love, then you need to love yourself first. If you want acceptance or forgiveness, 
You must accept and forgive yourself first. Everything you have ever wanted is inside of you. You manifest it. It shows up when you start doing these things for yourself. So here's what I encourage you to do. Hit pause, get a piece of paper. And then I want you to write down what does love look like? What does it feel like to you? Often how we love others is really a reflection of how we want to be loved. So take that time. Are you aware of what you do for others? That is likely what that looks like and feels like for you. Then ask yourself, do I treat myself the same? Do I do these things for me? Now, take an inventory of the things that you criticize about yourself. Write until your brain stops. Don't hesitate. Don't think. Just write it all out. Is the list long? Is there a theme? These will be the areas where you need to sit with yourself and sort it out. Maybe it's how you feel about yourself physically when you look in the mirror. Maybe it's a limitation that you might have or something that you can't do but you've always wanted to. Whatever it might be, you'll find pockets and groupings of things that you can give focus on. Take one at a time. Rome wasn't built in a day. Truly take one at a time and work on that. Once you work on that and get it established, you can then take on the next. Now as you look at your list Look for the words that may have a tone of negativity where when you read them, you get that like, ugh, feeling or that like, mmm, that hurts. I hear people say things like, I'm fat. You're not fat. You have fat. But that doesn't define you. You wouldn't say, I am fingernails. You have fingernails. They don't define you. Start to peel back the layers of words that define you that really shouldn't and develop a new new definition of who you are and replace those negative undertones with positive, enlightening, and empower tones. And lastly, I want you to practice letting go of external validation. I want you to take time each day and I want you to ask yourself, are you happy? What makes you happy? And it can't be things. It can't be money. It can't be clothes. It can't be whatever. Find what makes your heart sing. What brings you joy? And that is typically actions. And then spend time doing those things with yourself. Do not look for permission from others. Do not seek validation on a job well done. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, did I do my best to find by me? Am I happy with what I have done? And that truly is all that matters. Spending this time building a relationship with yourself, creating habits that give towards that love that you need within, that really is what will set the stage for us to take now on next week. But I want to leave you with this. Self-love includes getting your act together because the next level of life requires new habits you have to make room for. You've got this. Now be still and go love within. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Nina's Journey, Learning to Love, Live, and Grow. 
If you liked today's episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any future episodes. I will leave you with this from Joel Osteen. Your job is not to judge. Your job is not to figure out if someone deserves something. Your job is to lift the fallen, to restore the broken, and to heal the hurting. And that's what we do here on Nina's Journey.